0: Hello and welcome everyone to our 59th session of Halukaza. My name is Michael and today I'm talking to Kim Sareal from Makati City in the Philippines.
1: Hi everyone.
0: Hi Kim, so nice to have you on the show. Um, Kim, you have been uh, Miss Philippines, you have worked in the real estate business for more than six years and you're a licensed real estate broker specializing in higher end real estate. Tell me First and foremost, how was the experience to become Miss Philippines?
1: Well, actually, it was um, really unexpected that I was able to join the said pageant because at first it was all for fun. I just heard that there was a screening and without any preparations or trainings, I just submitted my application. I didn't went to the first screening because knowing that you know, there's a certain height, height restriction for that. I didn't went to the first screening. Then I was surprised that the organizers called me for final callback. <laughs> Immediately I was like, wow. Then, yeah, it, I I took it as a sign that I think I was meant for that. So when I attended the final screening, I, I passed. And it's a wonderful experience, uh, really, because you... Um get to meet a lot of people. It's more like a personality development, exposure mm-hmm. on your end, and at the same time you grow as a person through your experience. It's not, it's not all glamour. It's um during the training, it was really hard because you have to wake up in the morning at, at to go to the pre-pageant activities. Mm-hmm. Then in the evening, you have to train at around 10 p.m., then you finish at 3 a.m., then wake up again at 5 because your call time is 6 a.m. for a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so being in a pageant tests you emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, everything.
0: Yeah. No, I, but, but, I, but I guess that it has been a super interesting experience and especially also life-changing because um, I also talk to other people um, and yes, it is especially like personal development. Uh, you see a lot of things, you see how how things are going on that end, and then you can take that and apply that also especially to real estate. yeah can you can you confirm that? Can you say yes, there's so many things which I learned there which I now see over and over in real estate business.
1: Yeah, actually, there are a lot of things that I've learned. Uh, in the pageant like how you present yourself how you talk in public and at the same time during the events you meet a lot of sponsors wherein of course they can be also good prospects in real estate especially in i in the high-end sector mm-hmm. so everything is there
0: tell me a little bit about the glamorous high-end sector i guess you're going for um Champagne uh, meetings and um, and meet a lot of high end people. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, in, in fact, um, in fact, how how is the how's the life in the high end real estate market and how do you conduct business with those um, prospects?
1: Well, yeah, but um, actually, when I started in real estate, of course, it's already in the high end sector. I had. Um, I had zero experience really before when I started in real estate as this was my first job. And of course, you really need to invest on yourself. Uh, you really need to, need to invest in going to events, networking events first, wherein, um, you know, where the rich people hang out. Like, for example, when I started with Ayala Land Premier before as a property specialist, for me to be able to meet this type of clients, I needed to invest my money in attending Chamber of Commerce events where the expats are, of course, where the expats are, the executives and the bosses of the companies are there. So I invest in, I invest in attending those events. I invest on dressing myself up. And whenever I close commissions... I invest on designer um like designer pieces such as watch or bag.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just don't, I just use it whenever I meet with clients and mm-hmm. most of our meetings are um in Manila Peninsula, uh, mm-hmm. it's a five star hotel here, Makati Shangri-La mm-hmm. in the lounge area or in their office and there are times like I play golf as well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so um, most of my clients are golfers, mm-hmm. so uh, my my technique really in selling is more about um, meeting people, it started with um, networking, yeah. eventually when you go to networking, you know that those people, even if they don't buy from you, but those are really Uh, people who who you know, who have a lot of network, you just build network with them. And eventually, word of mouth, they just, uh, on top of mind, just keep in touch with them. Then on top of mind, they're going to refer you to your their friends. And once you close, eventually it will spread out. So that's where I started my real estate career, especially in the high-end market.
0: So you, you confirm what a lot of very successful real estate agents say, like just go out, network a lot. It's in fact still m- much more about the personal relationship you're building, being yeah. a professional person, being a very sophisticated person, and then know the things you're selling, but also mm-hmm. be someone who you who people like to hang out with. Um, yeah. you, you just confirmed that. What? what else would you say is super important concerning the success of your real estate um, activities would you say that for example um, you also brand yourself in a certain way or you use you just mentioned that you're following up with people once in a while what's your practices on that end
1: Okay, so I brand myself as a real estate broker, a beauty queen real estate broker. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, um, uh, what you call this, it's more about relationships with your clients.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So of course, you need to know like a little bit of the project that you're selling. But what's important is you gain the trust and confidence of your clients, build relationships. And at the same time as you build relationships with your clients, I make them feel as if they are family to me. Like, even if I'm not selling anything to them, I just contact. I just communicate with them. And eventually, when they buy from me, I give them the best after-sales service ever. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, whenever they buy from me, I ask them if they have... um, if they need any assistance with regards to interior decorating or if they want to consult about me regarding on how what the rental rates are, how the unit should look like, what the unit, um, what kind of unit will be leasable to mm-hmm. people. And at the same time, it's better that you gain the interests of your client. Of course. What are the interests of the high-end clients? You need to know. You need to know more information about their hobbies and interests, such as golf, mm-hmm. um, the watches. Mainly, mm-hmm. like you need to know the brands like Rolex, uh, IWC, Patek Philippe. Mm-hmm. You should um, have knowledge about those kind of things. Cars, uh, wines, champagnes, mm-hmm. uh, um, anything under so, so- the shop- so
0: that you have like a normal conversational method and a normal way to communicate with them because you're in fact like on the same level as them. I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, I have, let's switch a little bit to Makati city. Mm -hmm. Um, for the ones who have no idea, um, maybe where it's located, what it is about. Can you give us an overview of your city and also, um, the neighborhoods which are located in Makati city
1: all right so Makati is known as the financial capital of the Philippines this is where the uh this is uh, the Makati this is the central business district in the country so most of the big companies are uh stationed here and the villages the famous villages here um the high-end villages here are Forbes park Las Maringues Village. Those are the villages that you pass by when you're going to Bonifacio Global City. It's along McKinley, mm-hmm. McKinley Parkway, McKinley Road. Um, Bel Air, uh, which is near the Power Plant Mall, mm-hmm. Rockwell. Um, you have San Lorenzo Village, which is near the Greenbelt, which is the high-end uh, Ayala Mall here in Makati. You also have uh, Magallanes, Magallanes Village and San Antonio Village. So mm-hmm. those are the prominent villages here in Makati. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to find one of the old rich, one of the old richest um, residents are in Forbes Park in Dasma. That's where you can find the billionaires here in the Philippines. That's where they live.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, Concerning your activities, you are, um, in the beginning you said you are mainly focused on residential real estate. Yeah. Of those neighborhoods, um, can you give us maybe a price range on square meter prices or on a normal apartment? If that exists more or less like on average, what can I expect when we talk about real estate um, in those areas, in those high-end areas in Makati City?
1: All right, so we start first with Forbes Park, mm-hmm. which is the most distinguished and the high-end village here in Makati. Mm-hmm. I think not in just in the Makati, but in the whole Philippines. Mm-hmm. So Forbes Park, um the average sizes is at, at around 1,000 to 2,000 square meters. Mm-hmm. So the price range is at around 500 to 550,000 pesos per square. Mm-hmm. So Basically, that's just a lot, mm-hmm. a lot itself. So most of the houses there are old. So if you're going to buy a house in Forbes Park, you need to demolish the house first before so you can build a new one. And the village beside it, which is Das Mariñas Village, so Das Mariñas Village is more. I think what they say it's more intimate. Forbes bigger than Dasma, so Dasma, mm-hmm. it's um it's the more this is a smaller version of Forbes Park, but it's the same caliber. Uh, the the price, the size range is the same, mm-hmm. but the price range is at around four hundred fifty to five hundred thousand pesos per square. Okay. So in that area, in that okay. vill- in those two village, those village are located beside. Uh, Manila's most prominent club in the Philippines, which is the Manila Polo Club. Mm-hmm. So it's there.
2: Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Then uh, the Bel Air village. Bel Air village actually it has three. Uh, it has three villages like Bel Air One, Bel Air Two, Bel Air Three. But those location is located beside uh Rockwell rockwell mm-hmm. uh Rockwell Power Plant Mall, which is also a high end community here in the Philippines, mm-hmm. so uh, the price range there is at around three hundred eighty to mm-hmm. four hundred and twenty thousand pesos per square. Mm-hmm. The size range would be at around like six hundred to two thousand square meters, okay.
0: So we we're, we're talking in these high-end classes between mm-hmm. let's say 8,000 and ten thousand USD per mm-hmm. per square meter, so yeah. to give like to also give an um an idea to our audience to to have an idea, which is massive i yeah. I think you hardly you hardly have that in uh, in, in other um cities or average cities in, in Europe at least. yes, there obviously you have like the capitals where you would definitely get get that. But um you, you get definitely can see like high end means means properly um high end. Um yeah. concerning the you are an independent real estate agent. Concerning yeah. the concerning the deal flow. Um yes, you mentioned before you are having a very strong network, which you have already built up massively by activities, um, going out, being 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 with other with certain people um and talking to them. Is that um a huge challenge to also obtain access as a non-brokered real estate agent to say, hey, I would like to sell my apartment or to sell my house. Can you help me? Um, How was there the start for you to understand I need to get access to maybe also new developments because you also mentioned new developments. Um, How is there your method to obtain access to the new deals?
1: Uh, to new deals, to my leads and my listings? Yes. yes. All right. So given that I have a background with Ayala Land Premier, so most of my clients there, um, that's also the main reason why I got my license while I was with the developer, was because the target market with Ayala Land Premier are also high-end clients. So on my end, it doesn't mean that if they buy an Ayala Land Premier project, um they can just stick to that of course they have other properties as well Mm -hmm. such as uh, a house and lot in forbes park and at the same time once uh they buy from me they bought from me in ayala land premier i'll be the one also to do the resale of course pre-selling then eventually when the property has been turned over to the client I'll be the one uh, leasing out their properties. I'll be the one selling their properties since they already reached their price appreciation. They already got their return of investment, mm-hmm. and at the same time, they also have their friends that, of co- uh, that are that their circle that are looking for properties. So I get it through referrals. Mm-hmm. I get through referrals, and for me, whenever I post my listings. I post the ones that are of quality to attract audience. For Mm. me, it's not more of the quantity. It's more of the quality of the listings that you post. As long as you post something that is attractive to the audience, that commands um, sophistication, high-end, everything, it will eventually attract the customers to you.
0: Super. Okay. Um, You mentioned before... Expats, Mm -hmm. how's the the landscape there concerning expats um, in both buying and also renting in the high-end class?
1: All right. So what what my clients do, of course, most of the investors here, they buy properties here. Most developers that they buy to the famous developers in high-end are number one is Shang, Shangri-La Properties. The second would be the Rockwell, Rockwell Land, third is Ayala Land Premier. Those are the top three developers when you're looking into high-end developments here in the Philippines. So what we do is, of course, we market to investors. There are some foreign investors, actually a lot, especially Singaporeans, Chinese. They invest in these developers. Then eventually, what they do is they either rent it out or flip it. So when we rent it out, there are high uh, high market of for expats, especially in the Rockwell area. So if you're going to visit the Rockwell development, as you can see, it's a whole community of expats there. Why? Because it has its own mall, high-end mall and the apartments there are in proximity with the mall so the expats doesn't need to go out on the comfort of their homes Mm -hmm. to just go to the mall they just cross the street and at the same time it's a very very nice location since as i mentioned that makati is the financial district Mm -hmm. if they work here in makati they go home to rockwell they have the feeling of security um intimacy with fellow expats as well because it's it's really it's mm-hmm. really community people know each other and at the same time if you're alone here in the philippines you can find belongingness and family mm-hmm. in the community itself mm-hmm.
0: and then while having the proximity to your to your day job i assume okay yeah. Ma- makes total sense you mentioned um Return on investment before
2: mm-hmm.
0: on this high end, um, considering also the square meter prices, which are which are humongous, and also considering the fact that um, those developers and those investors, they either flip it or they rent it out afterwards. What is the normal um, rental price on a per month or a per year basis, um, which I can expect as a tenant and also mm-hmm. as an investor when I rent it out?
1: All right, so it really varies depending on the location. Mm -hmm. But on an average here in Makati, if you're going to lease out from uh, Rockwell, from Rockwell, from Ayala Land Property, Mm -hmm. and in Shang, well, the average price per square meter for rentals would be at around 1,000 to 1,200 pesos per square. Mm -hmm. So like for example, um in Rockwell an average uh one bedroom unit is at around forty five forty-five square meters mm-hmm. so usually the rentals there would be at around forty five thousand okay Got yeah it.
0: okay no that sounds like a very high return on investment um if if you if you um compare that then to the to the um to the um selling price yeah. um when I buy it, then, what for transaction fees? Or maybe you can walk us a little bit through the entire buying process you know, in, in a few steps and also the related costs which I need to face and which I have to expect when I buy real estate.
1: Okay, so if you buy real estate here in the Philippines, um, when it comes to the uh, secondary market, If the property is already built, usually the standard process is after you view, of course, you do the negotiations, right? So what you do if you're interested in the property, you will submit an offer to purchase stating the address of the building that you're interested in, the unit number and the price that is reasonable to you, the payment terms and once the you and the seller agree to the price, you're going to pay for the earnest money, which is at around 10% of the total contract price have to secure the property. So wow. after you uh, secure the property, we're going to do the contract to sell, so contract to sell. That would be the copy for you and the seller. Then next step would be with regards to the taxes. So the seller shoulders the cap- the capital gains tax, which is 6% capital gains tax, and the broker's professional fee. So the broker professional fee here in the Philippines, Philippines ranges between 3% to 5%, but it really depends on the seller on how much he's willing to pay. For the professional fee Uh, on the end of the buyer, the buyer, uh, the buyer pays for the transfer taxes uh, documentary stamp, which is 1.5% you also pay for the notarial fees. You also pay for the registration fees so that would be at around total at around mm, 2.5 to 3%. Taxes in total, so it really depends on the value of the property, with regards to the notarial fees and the um, yeah uh the taxes that you pay yeah. because
0: because it's a the percentage
1: okay got it mm-hmm, the percentage and of course with regards to the ownership here in the Philippines, foreigners can acquire property as long as it's under the condo- condominium certificate title. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can acquire condominium, but mm-hmm. lots, you're limited to lots if you are um, uh, an expat or a yeah. foreigner buying in the Philippines. So, if you plan to invest on land, on a lot here in the Philippines, you should either partner with a Filipino, mm-hmm. form a corporation with them, 60-40, 60% owned by the... Filipino, 40% owned by the foreigner, or you marry a Filipino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: that's it here in the Philippines.
0: Um, you mentioned the condominium because, in fact, um, you need to have like each land or each uh, lot needs to have like, needs to, be, needs to be denominated on a Filipino, like, they, they um, need to be owned by a Filipino. However, each lot can then also be segmented into different units. And um, that is again allowed to have like condominiums, which as a percentage also belong to foreigners, as long as the entire lot, um, let's say, entire square meter price in a percentage-wise does not um, succeed 60%, is not more than 60%, or is not more than 50% of of the ownership. That means that I can easily acquire as a foreigner an apartment or a studio or what have you as long as the lot is not, um, as long as the square meter price is not more than 50%, correct?
1: Mm.
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. in a condominium, like for example, um, with regards to condominium projects, the, the percentage of the foreigner should not exceed So it should be 60% local, 40%
0: foreign cap. Thank you. It's even 40%. Okay. Awesome. Um, That's super interesting concerning, concerning these, these facts and um, especially also you just mentioned, did I get that correctly that you said normally the broker fees are being paid by the seller?
1: Yeah. It's a standard practice. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if someone, if I buy real estate and someone is asking me for brokerage fees, then I should definitely like my alarm bells should uh, should ring and say, okay, this this sounds weird. This is this shouldn't be the case. Yes. Um I just talked to um to um several interview guests from, from the US. Um, Teresa and Muku, they were um they were talking about open houses and also the share between agents. So in the US it is very common to say, you know, we make 50-50, um, you have referrals between agents. Um, normally the seller agent on the on the selling side is organizing a open house, is inviting a lot of people, and then you make like 50-50. Is that also a common standard in the Philippines and in Makati City? Um, and if not, how does that work?
1: Well, actually, it's a common practice here in mm-hmm. the Philippines as well. Like, normally, here, it is hard to find, uh, it, it is hard to be direct in both seller and the buyer so Mm -hmm. it's either you're presenting the seller or you're representing the buyer Mm -hmm. so on my end like i have listings but most of my clients most of the clients that i cater to are on the buyer side so i help them find homes Mm -hmm. um and then when i transact with the broker who has the specific listing that fits my client's requirement. And we were able to transact and close it to split 50 50.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, we still have open house. So there are some people or some brokers, it's an op- It's, it's optional. So when you're, you've been giving, given a really good listing, you can ask permission to the unit owner itself and conduct an open house yourself. And invite potential clients I think I did that last year last last year there was a unit that I was selling and then I I organized an open house and on the same day there was a client who walked in and eventually paid cash and I was able to sell it the same day <laughs> okay wow it's-
2: yeah
0: Is that also then related to um, a very strong, I think that's what you call a bias market when a lot of people are flocking in and trying to buy because the demand is that high. And does it also relate to a strong appreciation in the real estate value, which you have experienced throughout the the last years? Yeah. Okay.
1: But in my opinion, actually, like if you're on my advice, Mm -hmm. like, um if you have time to spare if you have time to spare or if you're willing to wait so i would suggest you buying pre-selling properties here in Makati in the Philippines um actually it's good also to invest in ready for occupancy buildings but the price appreciation is very very minimal
2: mm-hmm.
1: since the building is already up there is not much development anymore but two things if you want to maximize your return of investment, but you need to wait for a few years, you should invest in a pre-selling property. But if you want immediate rentals, but of course minimal return on investment, you can invest in ready for occupancy units. Mm -hmm. However, the advantage for me, if you're going to buy pre-selling is, if you plan to sell your property, you were able to maximize your return on investment since you were able to buy it at a low price and sell it at a higher price,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you were able to rent it out as well.
0: Yeah, so so that means you're betting on the appreciation of the real estate value, um, and then hoping, uh, obviously, then the then the value needs to get up. While on the other hand, when you have already a tenant inside or ready to 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 rent out, you have like um, direct rent coming in, um, mm-hmm. which which might be why the appreciation might not be as high as if you have like a, a pre-sale. Are there a lot of new developments going on in the Makati City concerning those pre-sale new developments? Um, you also call that, I think, off-plan, correct? hmm Are there a lot of those?
1: Um, The pre-selling? Yes. Okay, so currently the pre-selling property here is... Number one, there is the last building that Rockwell Land is developing, which is the proscenium residences. So the proscenium residences has five towers. So the four towers has already been turned over. Then the fifth tower, which is the proscenium residences, it will be turned over next year, 2021. So just to give you an overview of the proscenium residences. So it's located a lot it's located within the premises of Rockwell land. And at the same time this development it has its own amenities. It has its own um um what you call this mall aside mm-hmm. from the power plant mall. It has its own tennis court then it has the building itself across it you have the opera house Mm -hmm. the the opera house and the last building will be having i i think according to the one to the representatives of the developer itself there will be a five-star restaurant at the rooftop Mm -hmm. of the development so those five towers has its own themes the first tower the sakura tower basically it's a japanese themed um, condominium mm-hmm. so it only has four units per floor then the second one would be the kirov which is inspired by russian interiors mm-hmm. uh it's two around two to three bedroom only which is four four to five units in the floor then the third one is the Lincoln Tower,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is uh, inspired by American interiors. So those that building has a studio unit mix. So that would be at around uh five to six units per floor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then next would be the Laurent, which is mm-hmm. inspired by Parisian interiors. So that is one of the... um. Building that has been sold out easily because of its layout its concept so that one Around five five units per floor mm-hmm. then the last tower which is a pre-selling uh development it will be turned over by next year 2021 mm-hmm. so after that Developer that's the last um building that the developer will be um building here so the developer itself, since they're uh it is already congested here in Makati. So the developers, most of the developers here have already expanded down south yeah, and up north. Down. And, are and another, yeah. Another pre selling would be Alveos Park Ford. Park Ford. It's, it's in it's near Greenbelt. So the it's for only four units in the floor, and it's at around 400,000 pesos per square.
2: Okay.
0: Um, thank you so much for, for this detailed overview. That's exactly what I, what I think is super interesting for um, people who don't have the insights concerning the new developments and also how the city is developing. Um, mm-hmm. you, ju- you just mentioned that Makati City is also developing um, a little bit more south or towards the south expanding expanding to that uh, to that area um do you see like also the trends concerning Makati city in general going towards the south and and uh, more developments there or how in general how in general do you see the trends of Makati city
1: well actually now in down south uh there's this place called new valley mm-hmm. it's looking it's at the Santa Rosa. It's along the Laguna side already, Santa Rosa Tagaytay Road. Mm-hmm. So, there it's a 2,800 hectare community mm-hmm. which Ayala Land developed. So, the theme of Ayala there is it will be the next Makati of the South. Mm-hmm. So, that's how they marketed it. Uh, because, like, there are some companies expanding to the South in New Valley um of course there are also communities there already um the known communities there are abrio montecito santiera Mm -hmm. which is like the forbes park dasma of makati city Mm -hmm. and we also sold commercial lots there to i think that was the year 2014 2015 Mm -hmm. There are commercial lots sold there, so expect that there will be construction of buildings and the transfer of the companies here to the south. And actually, there is also another community aside from Nuvali, which is Vermosa, which Ayala is also developing. So basically, the south, all the developments actually are. Expanding down yeah. south already.
2: Awesome, thank you.
1: And it's really good, actually, for the for investors
2: mm-hmm. who
1: really wants to get to maximize their returns. Because of yeah. course, if you're going to invest in properties, there, especially in residential ones. It's like you're investing at Forbes Park, Dasma, Makati during the nineteen sixties.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's forty pesos per square before. Wow. In Forbes Park, now it's already at 500,000 pesos per square.
0: Um, We are just um, undergoing the lockdown, the global lockdown of uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. Prior to our call, you mentioned, okay, uh, you know, we are more or less like anyway closed closed in our apartments and um, showings are quite limited. How has that affected, I mean, I think like this week especially was like tremendous and uh, had a huge impact uh, globally on how how we do business. Mm-hmm. How has that affected your real estate um, activities and business so far?
1: Actually, like to tell you frankly, because of this lockdown quarantine period, it's really hard to go out and it's really not advisable to go out mm-hmm. as... Other than if you're going to the grocery, so what we do like for example, we have clients who are really really um, In a rush to move into the new apartment, especially for a lease what we do is we Advise the owner we advise the owner of the unit if it would be okay for them to open the unit, since they are just near their their condo, their building, it would be okay for them to open the unit for the client. If not, we just move it after the quarantine period. So Mm. it's really hard to move at this point. Everything Mm. is slowing down. Mm. Do you
0: do um, showings uh, virtually Um, via, I don't know, Facebook Live or... um, or...
1: normally like whenever there's a client who's inquiring about a specific property me whenever i get a listing i go to the unit itself prior to showing it to the client and take a video of it and pictures mm-hmm. so it would be like a, a primer for the client mm-hmm. i'm go- of course when they're looking for a property i send them the video or, or or the picture if they're interested if the interior is the, is the type is um, if the interior is of their taste, if they like the layout, I send it to them for uh primer. Mm-hmm. So what I do is like I showed I give them a list of properties that would fit their requirement, send them the video, send them the pictures, and if they like it, then we view it after the quarantine yeah.
0: period. Yeah. 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 Makes makes total sense, absolutely.
1: Yeah or sometimes or sometimes my clients like just asks me is this a really good unit without even going to the unit itself and then then if I get give them the approval then they get even if they don't go to the site itself wow.
0: That means that means you have like gained so much of credibility and trustworthiness um, among your clients that's amazing Great to hear yes. that um, you have um, interesting um, listings which um, will be shown, and I will also um, show the link and um, put it into the description of your listings on Halokasa. Um, why don't you walk us through one of those listings which which you have right now at hand and give us an example of um, what is right now on on sale on your on your end?
1: Mm, so currently, I have. Um, a listing in a two bedroom unit in Arya Residences. Mm-hmm. So, it, the developers are at the land. So, so, it's a LEED certified building mm-hmm. and it's a two bedroom corner unit, 135 square meters, facing Manila Golf Course. Mm-hmm. It's newly renovated but currently it's tenanted until July 2020 but it's still open for sale for mm-hmm. 50 Two million pesos. Then I also have another one which is located at one of the prominent address in Makati City, which is the Two Rojas Triangle. So it's a four-bedroom unit. So it's at around three hundred square meter unit, fully furnished, um, and it's then the rental is at around four hundred fifteen thousand pesos. Wow.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Great. Um, I will put uh, down that in the description on in in LinkedIn um, of of Halo, um, Sorry, of the Halukaza profile and uh, property, so that people can directly click on it. Um, give us as final thoughts um, some of your tips uh, for investors and also for maybe other real estate agents who want to become independent real estate agents in the Philippines. Um, before we wrap up.
1: Okay, so my tips to investors, always transact with a licensed real estate broker. I understand that here in the Philippines, there are a lot of Colorum agents who are acting as professional agents, but really they are not licensed and they and they even take advantage of the investors here and they tend to overprice what they are selling. Mm-hmm. So my advice would be, Talk to a licensed real estate broker. Be informed. Be informed of the current market price here, the neighborhoods here. Actually, you can Google it first, the neighborhoods, before you talk to a real estate broker. Mm -hmm. So we of course, even if it's licensed, there are different personalities of people. So you really need to discern who you talk to here Mm in the Philippines then for the real estate agents for the people who wanted to be a licensed real estate broker um there is a course here there's a four year course here or uh, it's called real estate management but
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: you can enroll it you can enroll in the real estate management course here either a four year course or a two year course since of course it's like a um, for this, it's like um, a master school. So mm-hmm. you have graduated, you have your own profession. You can take a part-time class in real estate management, and eventually get your degree and get a licensure for the examination. Mm-hmm. So That's and cool. always be confident.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Always be confident in talking to clients, and always know what you are saying. Always know the facts. Of course, it's better to be knowledgeable in the real estate market and how you can uh, explain the explain the market itself to your clients to gain their trust and rapport.
0: Awesome, um, Kim. It's been a pleasure. It's super interesting what you what you um, talked about. Um, you talked about uh, Makati City in, in general. You talked about how to do business in the high end uh, real estate market. How important it is to make connections to build. Um, relationships with um, potential clients and also existing clients. You walked us through the entire neighborhood landscape of Makati City. Also the developments you taught us about transaction costs of the entire process of how to buy real estate, what are limitations, what to take care of and what not to take care of. And also you've showed us a very interesting listing and your final thoughts, I think, were tremendous concerning making sure that you really need to work with a professional person and really make sure that if you buy, like, just get consultation also maybe even from from different people. Um, Kim, thank you so much for your time. It's, it's thank been, you so much,
1: Michael, as well <laughs> for your time.
0: <laughs> it's been a pleasure, and uh, I wish you. I sent you all the best regards, and let's hope that this uh, coronavirus is. It's over yeah. soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, you two you better be safe there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes, we Always are. Always
1: wear it's, face mask.
0: It's it's crazy. Yesterday it was uh, announced that in Italy now, in absolute terms, more people died on the virus than entire China. So, um, and since I'm quite quite close to Italy, um, I definitely need to take care.
1: Well, the good news is Japan already has a cure for it.
0: So okay. Let's hope for the best then. <laughs> Perfect. Kim, thank you so much. Have a nice, have a nice day and um,
2: I wish you all the best. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. Bye.